Hi, Alec. How are you? Hello, Bob. Great. Thanks for finding some time for me. I know it's a pretty pretty pressed day. Nice to see you on the Wall Street Journal <laughs> on their front yeah, page. Yeah, I know. Uh, we, um, we, we did get a lot of interest uh, today, but always happy to make some time for you. In December the 12th, 2017, uh, when you had that Investor Day in New York, I just want to try and work out how you got to today's big announcement. Was, did it start there? Uh, when, when it comes to um, the, the discount and the sort of the, the general uh, the, the general desire for us to to, uh, to create shareholder value, uh, we, we've seen that the discount had widened over time. There are a few reasons why, uh, in spite of I think the business doing exceptionally well, we've had the discount widening issue, um, and we wanted to make sure that we we find structural solutions for for what a, what is a structural problem. So I think we've been working on this for you know i think about 18 months uh, since we we really seen that that development go and and we started to understand what what drives it did you get this kind of feedback from your shareholders that they wanted to have the international assets listed outside of south africa there may be two components to my answer your first the first one is that we see it as our our obligations create long term value and and the main thing for for us to do is we we and we build and invest in high value high growth assets and we execute well uh, those are the main things we do and, and and i would say that the vast majority of our time and energy goes into that but we also realized there were some structural issues that uh, in spite of us executing well were 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 not not helping us um, and then we started thinking about what are actually very broad set of options to address that. Shareholders suggest many things uh, many times, <clears throat> but we looked at things that we thought would actually make a real difference to to address uh, to address some of the underlying market dynamics. And that's where the idea was was born. And it was um, it's a fairly complex thing to do, and we also wanted to make sure that we do it in the right way and don't create additional complexity, don't create additional cost. Um, and, and, and make it sensible. So, um, yeah, we spend a fair amount of time on that. It is quite an obvious thing to do with hindsight. Why the timing now? Is it this complexity? It just took a long time to execute. I mean, there, there are some, some meaningful considerations around index inclusion, around corporate governance, right? Because you don't want to now have to completely have uh, different management structures, different boards, because that would lead to a lot of cost and complexity. You don't want to create uh, unnecessary tax burdens for your shareholders. So if you look through all of those components, it looks uh, it looks fairly obvious. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of things that uh, that play into it. And, and make, again, so we we don't run the business for the short term. And when we make a move like this, we also want to make sure that it's that it's done properly. Did you need to get permission from anyone in South Africa? Yes, we 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 needed permission from the South African Reserve Bank, which we which we have um, which we have gotten, and we needed uh, permission from the JSE, uh, which we've also gotten. Does it require taxes being paid to the South African state? Yeah, no, it will um, it will result in a um, in a significant tax payment when um, I think it's share transfer tax. Um, uh, the exact number, um, I think we, we're still finalizing, but that will, that's, there will be, uh, an, a tax, um, cost to this, um, to, uh, that will flow to South Africa. Significant? Tens of millions? Hundreds of millions? Dollars? No, it, it, it is, um, I think in the order of magnitude of 70, 70 million dollars. 
I believe. But again, uh, I think that's still being finalized, so it might be premature. But it is significant uh, from that perspective. So South Africa wins. What, what about the South African shareholders? I, um, from, from the way I understand it, there's going to be an unbundling of 25% of, this, of the shares in the new entity, which presumably a lot of those shares will be held by South Africans. Um, would they then have to trade through a secondary listing on the JSE? Yeah, it is not quite an unbundling, Alex. So what, so what, it, what it is, is we, we're taking all our international assets and we're giving them this primary listing in um, on the Euronext exchange. And then what, what we do is what is called a capitalization issue. So we basically give people the opportunity to receive shares in this new business. Um, and uh, we uh, people will... Either um, the non-South African shareholders can take the Euronext uh, listed shares. Um, some of the South African shareholders will have to take the inward listing of the Euronext listed shares um, because of their their situation. Um, but it's not technically an unbundling; it is a capitalization of, of the new the new company thanks. to our current shareholders. Oh, thanks for clarifying that. And as far as the institutional investors in South Africa are concerned, in your announcement, you said that some of them, because of NASPAS's uh, substantial uh, weighting in the South African indices, have been forced to trim their shareholding. But won't this this is one way of addressing that? Can you unpack that for us? Yeah, no, of course. So, so I think if you if you go back five years, uh, NASPERS was five percent of the JSE Swix index in terms of our total weight. And if you look today, that is closer to twenty five. I think it's twenty four or twenty three or twenty four, which is a, a massive uh, increase, obviously, and it, it made a lot of shareholders very happy because they had great returns on the back of that. But what has also happened is that many institutional investors have limits on the the amount of their capital they can put in one single stock. Uh, typically, the the maximum lies somewhere between 11 and 15 percent. And with us being at 25, um, as as we uh, outperformed the index, basically those shareholders would have would have had to sell shares in uh, in the group. Now that a lot of that adjustment has happened, so what we're doing now is actually we're we're, we're easing that pressure further. Um, and at the same time, and it's it's maybe at least as important, we're also opening up the assets of the group to other investors, for example, to index funds in um, in global tech, to index funds in Europe, etc. That will be very substantial and also uh, active investors in the tech space and, and in the, the, the other parts of, uh, of the investment world. So we're relieving a good chunk of that index concentration issue. But at least as important, we're attracting different pools of capital to the assets. And the combination of the two, we think, will, will be will be beneficial over time. So what will Naspers's stake or weighting in the index be after this transaction? Yeah, it will probably roughly uh, go down by, by a quarter. So we go from uh, from close to 25 to somewhere uh, high, high teens would be our expectation. And that's... Things fluctuate and um, and the markets are not always easy to predict, but uh, that's the order of magnitude. But that's still very significant. About one fifth of uh, all South Africans' equity uh, holdings in their retirement portfolio is 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 looked after by you. It's quite a responsibility. Indeed, it is still. I still, um, if we're sort of in the I think maybe eighteen percent range, it's still uh, it's still very meaningful. But going going back to December twenty seventeen, when you had that 
inaugural Investors Day in New York. At the time, Naspers traded at a 40% discount to its underlying assets. Where are you now? And after this listing in Amsterdam, where are you expecting that things will settle down to? Yeah. So I think actually after our investor day, things it got worse from 40%. So I think we went uh, up to 45. I think now we are um, back at around the 40 mark. Uh, but it fluctuates, uh, it fluctuates, uh, from, from, from week to week. I think what is important to, to mention is that the, the, the things that have caused the issue and that's our size on the index have, has gotten worse as well as sort of capital outflows out of South Africa have been more rather than less over time. So I think the fact that, that it hasn't gotten worse is, is thanks to a number of things that we've been doing. So we, we, we think this is structurally helpful. Um, and it and goes to the core of the issue. It will probably take some time before before this will, will impact, um, and it, it's hard to predict exactly how, how it will pan out, but the, the structural factors are, are very positive, and we, we are quite confident it will help. So from the capital outflow point of view, if, for instance, you're a New York fund, you've been invested in NASPERS through the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, you decided to move out of South Africa, now you have the option in future of remaining invested in NASPERS's global assets by going through Euronext. Correct. Is that significant enough to be a, a major factor in all of this? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's just, just the investors that potentially have been investors in the past, but I, I, uh, based on what we understand of the investor uh, landscape, there's very significant pools of capital that would not consider a, a South African listing of a that more mixed asset to to a very clear global consumer internet group that is uh, listed on a on a European exchange. Bob, what is the demand potentially from index funds that would now want to be investing or need to be investing in Nuco or the uh, Naspers global assets? Yeah, it's hard to put a precise number on it, but we expect it to be at least two billion dollars in in, uh, in passive demand. Which again would be an imp- have an impact on the uh, discount. It's um, it, it should or it, it is pure additional demand, so that that should be helpful. You did say that you have been investing significantly in South Africa. Outline some of that for us. Yeah, if, if I if, if we look at um, I think the last three years, we've invested about eight billion rand in our different internet businesses, and, and you know some of the names. It's Take a Lot. It's Pay You. Um, it's auto trader. The businesses are, are, are well well known as to be food. Um, we have our um, superbalist um, business. So those those businesses we've been building out um, organically, and in most cases we've been investing quite a lot of money in it. We've also said that in the next few years, I think in the next three years, we will be investing another 3.2 billion rand into our existing businesses. And then we've also established something that's called Naspers Foundry, which we started speaking about in October, which is basically a commitment of 1.4 billion rand to young technology startups in in South Africa that we we think can be uh, attractive businesses over time. So quite a lot of things we're we're excited about. And and as I was talking today, I, I think if you look at how smartphone usage has grown, I think data costs are coming down, maybe too slowly, but they are coming down. I think there will be more opportunity rather than less in South Africa going forward. And the reaction so far in those discussions with shareholders? 
Yeah, so far, uh, very positive. I think um, what what we realize is also it's, it's a fairly technical transaction, and and it is important to to explain to people what it actually what the mechanics are. But where, where they get really excited is just the fact that this is now a truly global, 100% online consumer internet company that gets being that's being listed. It is the largest of its kind listed in Europe, uh, actually by by an order of magnitude. It's now free to trade, unencumbered by its size on any index, and it also attracts a global pool of investors. So I, I think all those things the shell is actually quite positive about. There are lots of questions on exactly how this and that that will that will settle over the over the over the months to come. And is there a directly comparable competitor in from an investor's point of view? Who will you be measured against? The the businesses we run and the investments we have are, are, are quite unique. They they are actually geographically very, very well spread with a focus on, on growth markets and um, we we are very thematic about what we invest in, right? We we like big, big segments that address a big consumer need, and and I don't think there's any direct equivalent uh, of what we do. But I think our visibility will go up quite a bit by uh, by by this uh, this listing. How does it work? How does a big announcement like this affect you? So so we obviously um, uh, have started talking to uh, to uh, our investors. We had an investor call. Uh, there was uh, discussions with analysts uh, before that, and and these has been a fair amount of a fair amount of press interest in in different parts of the world, from the the, the global the global publications. Obviously, the, the 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 Netherlands is very interested because it's a major listing for for their exchange. Will probably be the third largest fund on the um, the uh, Euronext Amsterdam. So yeah, there's been a, a fair amount of interest.